I have given this book its title because the words seem to fit each of the two journeys it records, journeys which, in the cant phrase of the courtroom, ran concurrently. The first was through the Mediterranean, on a Yugoslav cargo boat during the coldest months of one of Europe's most icy winters for a century. The second was along the coastlines of some recent fiction. If I need another reason, the words are quoted from The Schooner Hesperus, which was the first piece of horror fiction I read, for it chilled me at the age of seven. For me, the essential of a holiday is that its planning should be taken out of my hands, and it is not merely facetious to say that the only real holiday in my life was provided by my six years in the army when all decisions were made for me. Here it would be the same, the route decided by the exigencies of cargo, for passengers are a very small consideration on a ship like this, and my choice of fiction made for me by the booksellers in various ports on whose stocks of penguins I should rely. But a real holiday it was to be, a month or two of rest after several years of the overwork inevitable to one who enjoys it. A holiday with all its trappings, late rising, change of scenery, solitude, visits to unknown places, good food and drink, and, as I thought, some light reading. If I had been going from England, I should have added sunlight, but since I live in Tangier, I could take my chance of this and was prepared for snow and crisp weather. All these things I hope to find on a freighter running from Tangier to Yugoslavia and calling at a number of Italian and Sicilian ports. There would be no trains to catch, none of the fearful boredom of flying, no engagements to keep, and no regrets at having missed something in the theatre or cinema, on television or radio. But a holiday also from the things I loved, the difficult but sometimes ecstatic gardening of Morocco, cooking, that most immediately rewarding of the arts, guests from England, motoring, and the Times crossword. Clichés do not grow in the language without good reason, and it is not for nothing that we speak of a nice change. Besides, the trip promised well. Gibraltar, not as I usually saw it on a hurried shopping excursion from Tangier, but with a few days to see friends and equip myself for the journey. Then Savona, a port north of Genoa, at which ships of the Yugoslav line rarely called. Genoa itself a city I had never seen, Naples to which I, like most of its visitors, longed to return, Catania, Venice, and Regica, once Fiumi, where I could stay as long as I wished, and from which I could visit other places in Yugoslavia. The trip into fiction promised well, too, for it would be the first I had made for ten years since I reviewed for the sketch and had to read all too many new novels. That was a curious job. A page to myself, my own choice of books at the sketch offices, freedom to say what I liked, and no editorial interference. It was not lavishly paid, but the books themselves, sold to a useful functionary called the reviewer's bookseller, produced a monthly benefit free of income tax, and that made it worthwhile. But when I look back over the hundred and fifty-odd book pages I did in those years, I seem to have worked through an uninteresting epoch, with one or two exceptions, no writer of significance emerged. On the contrary, it is depressing to find how many names loudly heralded by parental publishers are heard no more, and how many then bright and established reputations have been extinguished. One of those exceptions was Angus Wilson. When The Wrong Set, his first book, and that a collection of short stories, 
came out in 1949, I ventured the prediction that he had a notable future as a writer. No very remarkable piece of foresight, since his qualities should have been obvious to any wakeful critic. And when Such Darling Dodos was published a year later, I made the mistake of asking for something on a more ambitious scale from an author who was really an inspired miniaturist. I also reviewed a first, or was it a second, novel by Lawrence Durrell, issued by an obscure publisher in 1948, and uninvitingly called Cephalou. I thought Mr. Durrell was clever, much too clever to be a good novelist or even a very good writer.